Hello, and welcome to The Conversation. I'm Heil Russell. And I'm Cameron Regal. Cameron, I, I feel like it's been a while since you've been here on The Conversation. How, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, doing uh, doing pretty good, uh, all things considered. All things considered, yeah. I, I mean, I, th- I think that's pretty much how all of the Donkey Kong fandom is feeling with this incredibly superficial thing going on in our lives that we're going to be discussing on this episode. We're feeling pretty good, all things considered, because we got two fictional characters in a nearly decade-old racing game. Life's looking up! But, you know what? I, I'm trying to embrace life's little joys because I feel like that is how we get up out of bed sometimes in the morning is just remembering the little things that can elicit a wry smile every now and again. That's what we here at DK Vine are all about is taking the small little things and making them huge mountains of joy, which... We will be discussing on this episode of The Conversation as the biggest Donkey Kong news of the holiday season is here. And it is the fact that Diddy Kong and Funky Kong are now playable in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. We'll also be discussing, of course, Pauline and some of the other features brought forth with Wave 6 of the Booster Course Pass. And, you know, Cameron, you just had a birthday this past week. Happy birthday. Oh, thanks. Yeah, we, we we got you, Diddy Kong and Funky Kong and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So don't be wanting for anything for the rest of the year. <laughs> Cameron, Cameron, <laughs> did you know, did you know, this is going to be some Beatles trivia for you. Because uh, I'm also in a big Beatles mood because we just got a new Beatles song. So, like, this has been a really good November for me. Uh, if you hold up a mirror <laughs> at the halfway point on the Sgt. Pepper's Lonely Hearts Club Band drum skin, you have to hold up a little mirror at the halfway point and then look at the shape it makes in on the top on the album and then on the bottom in the mirror. Uh, it will actually read 11-9 he did, which predicts that Diddy Kong would be added to the second version of Mario Kart 8 on November 9th, and that Paul McCartney would be playing as him or something. I don't, I don't know. This kind of bit, the bit's kind of falling apart here. But I, I'm in a good mood, and, and we at DK Vine are in a good mood. I'm a full-time Donkey Kong journalist now, and I got some big-time Donkey Kong news. Yeah, it's a, it's a good. It's a good time for things, ha- cool things happening uh, more than a decade after they should have. <laughs> so, if you enjoy the conversation, if you enjoy having a ready and available Donkey Kong journalist at your beck and call, please think about supporting DK Vine on Patreon. It's how we keep the site running. I can't stress this enough. We don't advertise on the site you know we, we we don't get any money for your clicks at dkvine.com uh, purely because it, it for me it's an ethics thing like i that that would be a bridge too far for me and i want dkvine the website to be as like clean and unobtrusive an experience as possible i don't want to clutter it with ads and what have you uh, not real ads we have had fake ads on there in the past because we don't know how to do business but the the patreon it's 
how we really keep this site afloat. It's how we keep this podcast going. It's how I eat now. It's it's how I keep myself warm and sheltered in the winter. So if you want to support independent Donkey Kong journalism and entertainment, then uh, just think about backing us on Patreon. For, you know, just throw us a dollar a month. It, it doesn't really matter. DKVine.com forward slash Patreon. Uh, you can also just, you know, go to patreon.com forward slash DK Vine. We made it so both work. So so if you forget one, you could do the other. Anyway, that's all good. We also have a merchandise store, Cameron. It's at TeePublic. You can find us at DKVine.com forward slash merchandise. Right now, we've got the Frasier parody shirt, which people seem to really be liking. Because, of course, Frasier. They brought Frasier back too, Cameron. Just everything I like is coming back. Too bad the Frasier revival stinks, but, you know, it's okay. Two out of three ain't bad. No, you just you just have to, you know, wait until 2033 and they'll finally add Niles and Daphne. <laughs> right, right. And then we'll, you know, we'll be like, oh, you know, better late than never. Glad they're finally here. DKBot.com forward slash merchandise. And finally, we are on Twitch just a couple days ago, I did a Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I called it the Tour de Kong because it was the very first time I was playing as Diddy and Funky in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And I decided to stream it. It went for nearly four hours. And all I did was basically just drive around as the two on like the easiest setting so I could really just get a feel for them and savor the moment while also discussing my immediate thoughts as they came to me. Streamed it on Twitch, and it was a lot of fun. So expect more of that kind of stuff on our Twitch channel now that I have the time to do it. But of course, the Idaho crew streams every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. Eastern, 5 p.m. Pacific. And we also have our weekly Sea of Thieves streams on Sundays at 11 a.m. Eastern, 8 a.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. GMT and Cameron, you're 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 on both anymore. You're 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 showing up on both almost every week now. So um, if you like Cameron, if you listen to this episode and you say, "Hey, that Cameron, he's all right," you can get more of your weekly allotment of Cameron Regal on either of those two streams on our Twitch tw- channel at twitch.tv forward slash DKVine. Please subscribe. We actually do get ad money there, so it helps. Helps a little bit. All right, Cameron. All right. I'm ready to discuss Wave 6 of the Booster Course Pass. Uh, in, in our live stream chat right now, we got Freezer, as always. We have Porygon Q. Hello to you both. Right. They're ready to discuss Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, and I feel like everybody listening at home or on the go, they're ready as well. So let's just get into it. How does it feel, Cameron, to finally be at this point, nine and a half years into the original iteration of Mario Kart 8, and six some years into... God, six years since Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. It's like, no, that can't be right, but that's the math. The numbers don't lie. How does it feel to finally be at this point where it's complete and we've closed the book on our personal angst by having Diddy Kong and Funky? I don't want to sell Funky short, 
but I'm going to do it a little bit because Diddy was always the biggest white whale of Mario Kart 8. You know, Funky was always like, that would be nice. But Diddy is the more glaring absence of the two. For sure. Um, Diddy always felt like a missing piece that's not there. Mm -hmm. Um, Funky is... I love Funky. He is nice to have. He didn't have the... He was great in Mario Kart Wii, but he didn't have the um, semi-regularity of appearing in Mario Kart that Diddy did. Right. Funky... So I, I kind of, it kind of set this expectation that Diddy should be there. Diddy drinks Metamucil while, while Funky just leaves it to chance. So he, he's not semi-regular. I, I think that, for me, Diddy Kong... Of course, Diddy Kong was added 20 years ago to Mario Kart in Mario Kart Double Dash, which we will be doing a spotlight episode for really, really, really soon. It's nipping on our heels on this episode. But Diddy was added to Mario Kart Double Dash. And that, of course, felt like this huge, momentous occasion. 2003 was the year where we got Diddy in cameo games. Diddy appeared in Mario Golf Toadstool Tour, he was in Double Dash, and he just started cropping up everywhere. And then they started pulling back on him. It was really weird how we we hit this point around shortly after Donkey Kong Country Returns came out in 2010. Now, Diddy would still appear in some of these, but then other times he wouldn't. And it just it just became so absurdly hit or miss that we were like, well, he's surely going to be in Mario Kart 8. And we've gone over this. We've litigated this on the conversation. This entire season feels like it was leading up to the reveal of Diddy Kong in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe and the fallout. After. Yeah, I had better be happy about this because I've spent more episodes than I can count complaining about it. <laughs> right. Between this <laughs> and trying to use Mario Kart Tour as some sort of tea leaf that we were reading. And th- there was a whole lot of drama around this, right? But that drama goes all the way back to 2014 when we were gaslit into thinking Diddy was going to be in it. And then it turned out he wasn't. And it was just him and Birdo, right, were, were the two most glaring, head-scratching, bizarre omissions from Mario Kart 8 originally. Even, like, base Mario Kart 8 had, like, it had all the Koopalings, but it didn't have Bowser Jr. It had some real weird mm. priorities. Yeah. And it would be one thing to not get Diddy in a Mario Kart game if we were still in the era of Rare, or we're still in the era of a home studio for Donkey Kong churning out Donkey Kong games at such a speed and regularity that they were making spin-off characters. They're building up a whole expanded universe, a shared universe for Donkey Kong. They were doing platformers. They were doing racing games. They were doing puzzle games. And so you don't really care that Diddy is not in Mario Kart because we're getting Donkey Kong Racing. We're getting Diddy Kong Pilot. You know, so... Yeah, if if Diddy Kong's got his own racing game, what do you need him in Mario Kart for? Exactly. So this wouldn't be an issue if we were getting 
Donkey Kong games on an annual basis or, or even more than one game on an annual basis like we were in the past. So when Donkey Kong Country Returns came out and they started pulling back on Diddy's appearances, there was the thought in our community and even in my own brain where I was thinking, all right, well, you know, that's fine because Donkey Kong Country is back and we don't really need to rely on these Mario games, on these cameo games as a crutch anymore for our Kong fix. And then that turned out to not really be the case because Retro could only make these games at a certain pace and then they stopped making them. And then, of course, the whole drama around Vicarious Visions, which we discussed on the conversation earlier this season, to the point where we are now, where last we heard, Nintendo EPD was purportedly taking Donkey Kong back home internally, but we haven't heard anything about that project since that gate shut, right? The, the the door went down, and that's the last we know. And we can only assume it's still coming along, but there is just this void of Kong at the moment. And so you go back to these Mario games, the like Mario Kart, and you're like, okay, well, put Diddy in it then, please, because I'm not getting Diddy anywhere else. And thankfully, they did that. Thankfully... The booster course pass was a thing. We put a lot of hope on that, Cameron. We put we put all of our dreams in there, locked them up tight, and <laughs> said, okay, okay, this is it. One last shot to get Diddy Kong in Mario Kart 8. And, of course, it came down to the wire, as it seems to often do in our fandom. It just, it just, <laughs> the stress and the drama is played up to the hilt. So we're sweating until the last possible moment. The only time this wasn't the case was we got K. Rule announced about two months into the Super Smash Brothers Ultimate hype cycle. And then we got Banjo and Kazooie announced the big prime E3 slot for the, the fighter, uh, fighter Pass. So we didn't have to sweat Super Smash Brothers Ultimate all that much. But usually it does feel like we are coming down to the wire on some of these things. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe didn't disappoint. This one in, in particular was a roller coaster because like the, this chapter with Mario Kart 8 started in 2014. Yeah. Where, as I said, Diddy Kong had been semi-regularly appearing in Mario Kart at this point. Um, generally... Like the rule is, he would appear in the from from Double Dash onward. He'd appear in the console games, and then not in the handheld games. And the arc and like the arcade games were kind of iffy. Um, like especially if you count him as a background character, but uh, it it felt like there were cycles of which of which well okay, well, we have to come to terms that Diddy's not going to be in, but then the door would reopen and we'd entertain the possibility again. And this would happen several times throughout the life of the concept of Mario Kart 8. Um, right. That being um, the original release where we um, had, uh, as you discussed uh, on the episode, uh, talking about the reveal, the um, magazine article that mistakenly reported Diddy was in the game. Mm-hmm. Um we had the 
a post-launch DLC for um, Mario Kart 8 on Wii U. Um, we had Mario Kart 8 Deluxe's release that um, strongly touted that it was adding new characters and new features, new tr- new tracks. Um, and then years years later, we had the Booster Course Pass, and like as I've said, it it I've made the comparison before. It felt like a real like Charlie Brown walking up to Lucy, holding the football, and thinking, "Well, every other time this hasn't panned out, but maybe this time, right. maybe." And then you kick thin air and fall on your back and wonder why you hooked in the first place. Yeah, yeah. They say time heals all wounds, but time usually doesn't come at those wounds with a knife to reopen them. And I, I, I was ready to leave all this behind once we got to the new console, right? It's like, okay, well, Mario Kart 8 didn't have my favorite character in it. That's fine. You know what? We'll move on. We'll move on. But no, here comes Mario Kart 8 again. It turns out Mario Kart 8 is also the Mario Kart game for the Switch. <laughs> it's like, here we go again. Yeah, and after they released Mario Kart 8 Deluxe I, and Diddy wasn't in it, I figured, well, the Deluxe label surely means like this is their like Nintendo's version of a definitive edition. It's them saying they're not going to do anything more with this. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have to wait till Mario Kart 9. <laughs> Right, so... And since they only release a Mario Kart game once a console, that's yeah. going to be a while. Yeah. And so as much as I would like to say, this is it, this is the end of the story, I can't really say that in good conscience, can I? Because there's a every possibility that somehow they will revive Mario Kart 8 again and keep all of this going. <laughs> and then I guess it'll be about whether or not Dixie Kong gets in the game, but... I, I think I feel confident that this feels like the end of a chapter at the very least. Like this is the end of the road as far as this content cycle goes for this game. I, I think it's the end altogether for the game. But yeah, I think this puts a puts a bow on Mario Kart Eight specifically. And it, it's ludicrous to think about when Mario Kart Eight Deluxe came out. The game was only, what, three years old or so? And now it's been six years since Deluxe came out. So Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is not just the definitive version of Mario Kart 8, but it's the version that's like really been in the zeitgeist for longer than the original Wii U version of Mario Kart 8. It's, it's just a bizarre situation, considering and how we're trying to One of to the best-selling of. games of all time, if not the... I, I need to check the, the stats again mm-hmm. to see. I think it's like might be bumper to bumper with another game, but it might be the best selling. Yeah, it's it's definitely, I think, a really good feeling to get Diddy in this one just because it has that built in install base. Like we, we talk about how, oh, do we want the, the new Donkey Kong game? To be on the current Switch or the okay, new- Wikipedia says it's still Minecraft, but okay. uh, yeah, it's up, it's up there, it's up there for sure. It's 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 in the top, like it's in the top ten at least. But yeah, certainly the, the bestseller on Switch, right? Because it's a pack in. <laughs> this debate though that do we want the new Donkey Kong game to be on the current Nintendo Switch near the end of its life? I mean. People say, I, I don't know. 
Or do we want it to be one of the earliest titles to kick off the next Nintendo console? And you have to weigh the pluses and minuses for both. Like, well, the Switch has this huge audience already, so there's potentially more people who will pick that game up versus, oh, but there'll be all this extra shine on it if it helps launch the next Nintendo console. And what will that mean for the Donkey Kong brand? Ah, but what will it mean for the Donkey Kong brand if the next Nintendo console is a Wii U situation? It'd be Tropical Freeze all over again, etc., etc. So as much as it kind of feels like a consolation prize to get Diddy and Funky at the very end of this nine-and-a-half-year history for Mario Kart 8, I am glad that they're in there for this game that nearly everyone who has a Switch owns. Not everyone, but nearly everyone who has a Switch. They probably have a copy of this game, either digitally or somewhere on their shelf. And now they can have Diddy Kong in it. Now people will see Diddy. Now people will see Funky. They'll get to play as them. They'll see them on the track. So that's a good feeling. And I'm glad it happened. It's also just a good feeling because... I feel like Mario Kart 8 is on at least Mario Kart 8 Deluxe like unquestionably is the best Mario Kart game for me. But whenever I would say that before it would always have the huge asterisk of but I don't love the character roster. I still feel that the character roster is watered down in comparison to what it could be, but they've certainly rectified it with the booster course pass. Yeah, there are certainly still like holes in it that they they could address but it's 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 to the point now where i i'm now in a spot where i'm thinking well anybody who didn't make it in they can make it in mario kart 9 as opposed to oh there's like a giant crater where diddy and birdo should be yeah yeah freezer in the chat says first played mario kart 8 when i was 20 now i'm 29 it's been there for a whole decade of my life yeah, to put it into political terms, because I know everybody loves when I talk about politics, <laughs> Mario Kart 8 came out uh, before the midterms of Obama's second term in office. Uh, it came out year six of the Obama administration. So that puts into perspective how long it's been, right? A- as the Mario Kart in, in the zeitgeist of discussing Mario Karts. And sure, we've had Mario Kart Tour. We've, I think we've had another arcade game since then. I, I can't keep track of those. I know we've had that kind of uh, games to life Mario Kart where you drive around the, the living room with the little... Yeah, home circuit. Yeah, home circuit. Which uh, I, watched that, I watched the advertisement again for that with the Idaho crew and the... The size and emptiness of the living room they advertise you needing for this game is just completely hilariously um, unruly. Yeah, I don't know who they market this for, because I don't think anybody our age or younger has that space. It doesn't exist anymore because, you know, there is no middle class, but... (laughs) Yeah, have fun with that if you have the space for it. I... I'm 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 just not going to split hairs anymore, Cameron. Like I I I do have minor gripes about Mario Kart 8 and Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, but right now my biggest want has been answered. My my biggest complaint 
has been satiated. I no longer hunger for anything in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So yeah, it turns out when you put my favorite characters who have ever been in Mario Kart in Mario Kart, I have a lot fewer things to complain about. And I, I know a lot of people out there who maybe aren't Donkey Kong fans first and foremost would find this puzzling. Well, you, you say it's your favorite Mario Kart game. What deal does Diddy really make for you? I mean, how big of a victory can it be if you already really like the game? This is just a superficial cosmetic thing, right? And I think this is almost a uniquely Donkey Kong fandom problem to have, right? Where we have to kind of share Mario games sometimes, and we're not really getting games of our own. And so the whole reason I'm invested in Mario Kart to begin with is the Donkey Kong element. And so when you slash the Donkey Kong element by upwards of two-thirds of of (laughs) what's in there, it's going to be hard for me to emotionally be invested even though intellectually i recognize what i'm playing is superior to everything that came before it in that series i'm just like well i'm just not feeling it though because yeah i love donkey kong but donkey kong has kind of been everything it's diddy kong that is really special he is my favorite character so when you give me him in some games and then arbitrarily decide he's not going to be in other games I, I I just kind of check out a little bit. It is it really does come down to the the giveth and the taketh away from me because uh like like as point of comparison like I really have no strong feelings about K Rule ever showing up in Mario Kart True. because he never has. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. There is no expectations on that table. Diddy was in Double Dash and we um two very popular games and i i had issues with both of them and mario kart 8 deluxe being as great as it was in every other measurable category it did kind of muted it a little bit i i do feel that maybe the closest comparison to make to people outside of the fandom is if you have a fighting game series that you're really into and then your mainstay character, the character you play as the most, is cut from the sequel. Either they canonically died or or whatever. Um, they usually come back eventually at some point. But, you, you know, it happens from time to time. But even if that happens, you're still a fan of that series. Like, oh, I really got into Mortal Kombat. And I really loved playing as... Uh, Kano in the first Mortal Kombat, but then Kano was all tied up in Mortal Kombat 2. Okay, but you still got Mortal Kombat 2. You still really liked Mortal Kombat, even if your main character was reduced to a cameo. Mario Kart, I do like Mario Kart, but I'm playing Mario Kart because of the Donkey Kong crossover element of it. So it's, it's a bizarre thing, right? I because Mario Kart's never even going to be my favorite racing series. That's Diddy Kong Racing. And so when you put Diddy Kong in Mario Kart, I'm more invested in Mario Kart because Diddy Kong's there. But you take Diddy Kong out of Mario Kart, oh, suddenly I'm finding it hard to care about Mario Kart. It it's really funny. I've I've seen this um 
like, well, this argument that people shouldn't feel all that strongly about characters in Mario Kart because they're just cosmetic. You can still... Um, I've actually seen this um, kind of put to the test with fighting games um, because I remember um, Marvel Infinite um, trying to do a bit of damage control at Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite, um, trying to do a bit of damage control when a lot of the Marvel cast wasn't returning because it was kind of in the, you know, we're boosting the MCU, we're kind of quietly retiring these other characters from the spotlight for a while era. And the, the like, damage control was, well, if you actually think about it, these characters are just functions, they're doing things. Um, you know, you might miss Magneto being in the game, but, you know, other characters in the game do the sort of things he does. So mm -hmm. if you think about it, he's still kind of there. And, uh, yeah, people did not take that very well at all. Yeah. So I feel like this isn't a uniquely Mario Kart problem. People just like playing as their favorite characters. Because at the end of the day... I think there there are two schools of thought when it comes to playing video games, right? There there is the very mathematical. I'm I'm looking at game design. I'm looking at function. I'm looking at like sort of behind the code a little bit, if you will. And I'm admiring all of that, but I'm not really immersing myself in what the story being told or the fantasy of it. And then there's people who play it as a form of escapism, as I'm going to completely buy into this world and let it envelope me. And yes, I'm going to completely surrender myself to this fantasy that a monkey is driving a go-kart, firing the husk of dead turtles at people. And I'm, of course, in the latter I, I hate when people take me out of the experience of video games. You start talking about the skybox and you start talking about like, no, 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 no. It's the sky. Don't, don't call it a skybox. It's just the sky. Don't ruin the fantasy for me. The person who is suspending my disbelief to escape from the rotten, wretched world I live in. So <laughs> yeah, I, I completely agree with you, Cameron. Like it does matter if your favorite character gets cut, especially when they're not even in their home series. Like uh, Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing. We talk about this quite a bit, you and I. The sequel, superior, right? It, 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 it's superior to the original in every way, uh, but they don't have Banjo and Kazooie in it. So guess what? Guess what I'm not playing? You got it. I'm not playing... I'm not playing Transformed or whatever it's called. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Why? Because it doesn't have Banjo-Kazooie in it. Yeah, I I still played it and loved it because they added some cool Sega stuff to make up for Banjo being gone. But I realized, yeah, from your perspective, it's kind of, yeah, that was the entry point. And it, that, 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 that example is pretty uh, kind of a shame because Transformed is one of the mechanically closest games to Diddy Kong Racing that's been released since Crash Team Racing. Right, right. And, you know, the the weird future rare connections with that game <laughs> with Joe Neat and yeah. Craig Duncan. And it just, it's just funny to me, like... Just like so many big headliners now working at Rare. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I mean, that that is, I think, another apt comparison I can make to Diddy 
not being in Mario Kart. Of course, that's a little bit more extreme because at least Donkey Kong is in Mario Kart 8 and has been from the start. But again, Donkey Kong, I love Donkey Kong, right? I I adore Donkey Kong. But for me, Donkey Kong sometimes feels a little bit more remote than Diddy or, or Funky or, or Dixie or what have you because Donkey Kong has sort of been this shared aspect, this character who's had one foot in one world and one foot in another for a long time now where oh yeah he's he's his own character he's the headline star of the donkey kong series part of rare shared universe uh but he's also a mario character who will show up in the mushroom kingdom and play board games with them and so i I think because of that it becomes a little bit diluted in the center of my brain where I'm like, yeah, I love Donkey Kong. Of course, I have to play it because Donkey Kong's in it. Rare's Donkey Kong's in it. Kev Bayless's Donkey Kong is in it. But he's also kind of a Mario character where when you put Diddy in there, I'm just like, shit, yeah, it's Diddy. Rare's current and forever baby. <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's superficial, but another element of Mar- Mario Kart 8 and Deluxe specifically that doesn't really help me rationalize like, well, Donkey Kong's there. I can just enjoy Donkey Kong being in there. Is uh, D- Donkey Kong's uh, model in Mario Kart Eight is uh, it's, it's not not the best he's ever looked. That's it's kind kind of awkward. Very 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 pretty looking games, and just Donkey Kong's kind of the weak link. I think he looks fine. He he might even look great until he does anything with his mouth. Which, which I realize he's always he's always doing something with his mouth, but I, I'm I'm just saying if you don't look at that part of his face, I'm like, oh, that's a pretty good Donkey Kong. And then you look down and you're like, what are you doing with your face? <laughs> which um another feather in the cap of this booster course pass. Um, Diddy, Funky, and Pauline look great. Um. They're very much like specced with the rest of Mario Kart 8, but they look as good as the rest of Mario Kart 8 looks. I haven't compared the models all that much. Like, are are they just like up versions of their tour models? Are they are you like how how much of that is just like carried over? I think they're definitely more high spec and more animated than their tour models. More animated for sure. Like Funky Kong, some of his little uh like jumping emotes he does not do in tour like where he lounges on the surfboard that's not in tour they're really having fun with funky's funky's animations in this it's it's such a such a delight to see i before we move right into talking about diddy and funky you you mentioned something like not being able to really get into donkey Kong's design and that kind of holding you back from really embracing him since 2014 one aspect that's bugged me Uh, about Donkey Kong in Mario Kart 8 that I don't think I've ever really discussed is the placement on the character select screen. Did you ever notice this? That they put Donkey Kong in the column or, or in the row. They put Donkey Kong in the row with the villains of Mario. Uh, I didn't really notice that. No, though I, the, the layout of the select screen always seemed a little bit, incomprehensible to me <laughs> yeah they, they have them right next to wario and waluigi and bowser and 
while that makes sense because Donkey Kong historically started off as, I mean, he's Mario's original antagonist, or at least his family uh, is is Mario's original antagonist. But it, it kind of bugs me to see that as late as 2014, where it's like, well, he's not really Mario's villain anymore. I mean, they're frenemies, but emphasis on friend and de-emphasis on enemy. So... The, 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 you, you're great, and I, I always hold this up, Cameron, as the most perfect, I guess, theory as, as to how Donkey Kong is portrayed in a game. And I call it the, the, the Regal Theorem, where if Diddy Kong is in a game with Donkey Kong, it is impossible to portray Donkey Kong as a villain. Because Diddy, the whole point of his character gives virtue and meaning to Donkey Kong, other than Donkey Kong, big bad ape, throw barrel, skrr. Uh, having Diddy in there as his protege, as, as this heroic understudy, and eventually partner, adventuring partner, m- makes Donkey Kong a heroic figure by default. So when you don't have Diddy in a game, there is that question of, how is Donkey Kong being portrayed? It, it, is he going to come off as kind of an asshole? And and uh, so Mario Kart 8, having them paired with the villains, without any Diddy in there, it's like, oh, you know, they're they're kind of showing them as, as kind of a, a rogue, kind of a, a bully. But then, uh, now now the Diddy's in here, uh, I, that, that's kind of been blunted a little bit. And we got to talk, if we're talking about character placement really quick, we got to talk about how they put Diddy and Funky and Pauline on this character select roster screen uh versus the other characters and i know kremlin campaigner on social media brought this up almost immediately when they showed off the character select screen on nintendo of japan's website but i i don't know if there's actual any intent behind this or if this is just the best situation they could make out of this already muddled character select screen which never accounted for <laughs> this booster course pass and all these characters getting added to it but so so all of the DLC characters in the booster course pass they've got their own column at the very end they've got a, their own column on the right hand side of the screen so while traditionally the characters were grouped in rows going ho- uh, horizontally uh, the DLC characters are grouped vertically to account for, well, them being DLC characters that weren't planned for it before. And I think they could have planned this out a little bit better, like Birdo's at the very top with like the, the core, like Mario brothers and the princesses. And then you got Petey Piranha. Then you've got Wiggler with the babies and, and uh, the the metal characters and, Kamek's with the villains in, in that um, in that row. Yeah, an entire so, row of Koopalings and then Peachat at the end of it. Peachat, yeah. For whatever so reason. Doesn't really work, but for the Donkey Kong-related additions in Wave 6, which are Diddy and Funky, and you could make the argument Pauline, I know there has been some open debate about whether Nintendo internally classifies Pauline as a Donkey Kong character or now a Mario character, but... I'm enjoying this dynamic where she kind of straddles the fence. Yeah, and I think, as I said on my stream the other day, I think trying to ascribe any motive or reasoning to Nintendo is just inherently going to fall apart because 
you really can't divine what Nintendo's doing because they just do things. <laughs> and so and so people make this game of trying to be like, oh, Nintendo does this. So this is the bedrock fundamental truth of what Nintendo does. And then Nintendo will just betray it immediately. And then people will be like, but I don't know what to think now. Yeah, it's, it's because we read way too much into it. But it is a happy accident at the very least that Diddy, Funky, and Pauline are, they, they are separate from the other DLC characters. They're, they're not in their own column anymore. They're actually in the row with the crossover characters. So you got the Inkling, you've got the Villager, uh, you know, the Animal Crossing characters. You've got Link. And now you've got Diddy, Funky, and Pauline. So that's, 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 that's cool. I, I like seeing Diddy right there next to Link, you know, uh, it, it's kind of this cool acknowledgement, even if it's not intentional, even if just them trying to make this broken character select screen work, that Donkey Kong's its own series. It's not, it's not Mario. It's not just, they're not just shared Mario characters. Yes, Donkey Kong can be a Mario character, but he's also his own thing, as these characters suggest. So... You know, it could be worse. It could be a worse organization here. And I'm looking at this visual of Diddy's head next to Lynx and just picturing him like, hey, you, you find any more hero coins lately? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. For sure. Yes, I know it might not be the same Link, but let's not get into that. Diddy's not going to know. Maybe a reincarnation cycle. Maybe they it, it's like the Avatar from the last era, but I, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> all right cameron diddy kong how does it feel to play as diddy kong in mario kart 8 finally finally after nine and a half years <laughs> it feels like a relief <laughs> that's really what it yeah and it's it's very it, it's very fun you know I, I didn't know how I was going to feel when I first imagined this possibility, you know, back in February when they announced the booster course pass, uh, the, the back half of, of the waves and with the new characters. I was like, is this going to be like when I first played as K. Rule or Banjo and Kazooie in Smash, where is this this euphoria or is it just going to feel like a weights off my back, like a, a relief, just this massive <sighs> and I feel like it's more of the latter. Um, and I, I feel like maybe the impact of this moment for all of these characters that have been added this year has been a bit blunted by the mere existence of Mario Kart Tour. And I realize most of our audience has not played Mario Kart Tour, and so that won't be a factor. You and I have played Mario Kart Tour quite extensively, so we have lived with Diddy, Funky, Pauline, etc. in a Mario Kart environment for a while now. Uh, so, so I feel like if it wasn't for that, then this would feel like a far bigger, more euphoric feeling like the aforementioned Smash characters. But without Mario Kart Tour, we would have never had this at all. The only reason we got the booster course pass, the only reason we've got these new characters and courses in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe 
is because the capital, the investment in Mario Kart Tour and the realization that they could double dip and they, they could actually bring them into this game that keeps selling on the Switch and add some extra value to it, sell some Nintendo Switch Online subscriptions, sell some DLC purchases. They, they made this realization and they did it. And I'm glad they did it. You know, yes, it's double dipping. Yes, it's it's just them reorganizing assets and giving an extra sheen, extra, extra little graphical shine to it. But you know what? Nintendo doesn't often do this. And I'm glad they did. And it would have never happened had they not developed this stupid little mobile Mario Kart game. So it all has a way of working out at the end, doesn't it? Yeah, I uh, I also like, and this is, I mean, this is conspiracy frame, but I don't feel like it's that, I don't think it's a huge leap to make. Um, I don't think this booster course pass would have happened if not for the pandemic. Um, probably setting back any any more ambitious plans they had for a, ne- a new iteration of Mario Kart. Yeah. Because I imagine that's probably being saved for new hardware, and new hardware would have taken a step back when the whole industry was kind of turned upside down. So I kind of, I kind of see the booster course pass like as a a stopgap to like keep keep Mario Kart like active in the public consciousness and. Like as you said, shore up Nintendo Switch Online, kind of keep keep things a bit more lively until we can get to that next big step. And I think it really paid off. And that's a great point. I think people do forget that we are still dealing with the fallout of the pandemic. I know we f- it feels like we're a world removed now from the darkest days of 2020, but like a domino effect, we're still dealing with the repercussions and. That includes what's happening internally at our favorite video game studios. You know, um, any bigger plans they had were kind of halted, suspended, put on ice for a while. And so things like, hey, why haven't we gotten a new Donkey Kong game? There is that downstream effect where, yeah, well, we maybe would have gotten it by now had it not been for that worldwide pandemic that shut everything down for a year. And, you know, we've still kind of changed the way we live our life as a result. So in this case, in this case, there I, I view it as a positive. I'm glad there's this extra value to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe now. I'm glad that, hey, my favorite character got in it. That's not me saying, hey, I'm glad COVID-19 happened because I got Diddy Kong in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. <laughs> oh, no. That is not what I'm saying. Don't put those words in my mouth. I see you out there getting ready to at me on social media. No, no. If I, if I could take it back... If I could make it so Diddy Kong was never in this game, but we never suffer from COVID, uh, I would take that. I, I I would take you up. What on I'm that saying timeline. is, I appreciate the specific way Nintendo made lemons out of the made lemonade out of the, these lemons. Yeah, people love lemonade. It's all I'm saying. I don't like it myself. I find it <laughs> this weird mishmash of bitter and sweet. And I don't know. Just give me a citrus drink. Don't give me lemonade. I don't need all that sugar in my citrus drink. That's all I'm saying, Cameron. All right, uh, <laughs> I woo, dig myself out of that hole. Uh, so, oh boy, and fill fill it with Diddy and Birdo. <laughs> <laughs>
this is a uniquely Heil Russell problem, but you're a card person, so maybe you'll appreciate this as well. I could not figure out what vehicle I was going to mostly use as Didi, because what I like to do is I like to pair a character with a cart or a bike that I feel like suits their personality. And while I might experiment here and there, I definitely like to keep them. Once I find a vehicle for a character in a game that allows me to select a vehicle, that's usually what I'll keep them in permanently. And I do this in Mario Kart Tour, even a a game that's designed for you to not do this, but traditionally whenever a new tour would start i would play through all the tracks with the kongs attached to a specific cart even if that wasn't the best way to get points and then once i finally completed the tour i would go back and you know do it the way the game wanted me to but i did it in mario kart 8 they added those stupid mercedes Vehicles. I say stupid. I love that they're in there. I love that it's this weird corporate crossover. Hey, we're going to put real world Mercedes Benz vehicles in Mario Kart 8. And so with Donkey Kong, for whatever reason, because they don't have a lot of great Donkey Kong vehicles in this game. And by a lot, I mean none. They, they have no Donkey Kong carts in this game. So I put Donkey Kong in the W25 Silver Arrow car. Uh, the, the Mercedes one, <laughs> like the vintage, like Mercedes Roadster or whatever. Just because I, I love the visual of Donkey Kong in it, especially with his stupid expression in this game. It just seemed to work. And so that's what I've used for <laughs> Donkey Kong since they added those Mercedes vehicles to the game. And I didn't know what I was going to use for Diddy at first. Was I going to use one of like the, the plane, like to kind of have this Diddy Kong racing vibe? What was I going to do? And ultimately, I settled, as you can see on the key art for this episode, if you're listening on SoundCloud or YouTube, I picked the Mercedes GLA. Uh, I think it's because, one, it's one of those uh, cards that changes color depending on the character. And so Diddy gets this nice cherry red Mercedes to drive. But I, I, I think I love, just like Donkey Kong looks absurd in the W25 Silver Arrow, I love how it looks for Diddy to be driving a real-world German subcompact luxury crossover SUV. Because uh, it's Diddy Kong. And Diddy Kong should be driving a car with big bouncy red wheels and something that looks like an angry face on the back of it. Or a, a hovercraft that goes over the back of whales or you know a cool ass spider with sneakers he should not be driving a mercedes but you put diddy in a mercedes and i can't help but think life is good this is what i like to see i'd like to see diddy driving german engineered luxury vehicles it is really fun to put Diddy, Funky, and Pauline in the Mercedes crossover vehicles because I feel like it is it is an indulgence in what the booster course pass is in that it's putting these characters who are who have been in demand the entire time or who are relevant now into this game that was made in 2014. Uh-huh. And the Mercedes-Benz cars are... 
they're very much locked into the time period they were added. And also, I I suspect they're probably not going to come back in the next Mario Kart game. I was shocked that they held on to them for 8 Deluxe. Yeah. So they- I'm just really indulging in how fun it is to see these characters in these cars. Um, like, I... In particular, I use the 300 SL Roadster a lot because I just think it's a very pretty car. Uh-huh. Um, the GLA is also fun for all the reasons you stated, but also the extra layer to it that this game has gone on so long that a brand new Mercedes GLA does not look like this anymore. Well, no, of, of course, <laughs> Diddy could only afford a used car. He's a millennial, Cameron. <laughs> we, we can't afford new cars. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I I really like it, and I, I just like the symmetry that Donkey Kong is driving a Mercedes, so of course Diddy Kong will get a Mercedes too. Um, but yeah, it's it. I, I put them in there, I started, like, the, the first thing I did was, like, drive around DK Jungle, you know, the Mario Kart 7 track, that retro co-designed, and I was just like... This is this is terrific. This this is what I wanted. This is what I wanted this whole time. It's just Diddy Kong in this game driving a Mercedes in his home turf. I, I I'm happy. I'm happy. The, I, the more realistic the carts look, the funnier it is. Exactly. Exactly. I don't I don't have any complaints about Diddy. I I am happy he's in there. I don't have a lot to say about him. It's just this. It's about as perfect as I thought it would be. The feeling of playing Diddy in Mario Kart Eight. And the fact that I can now play as him, it makes every track feel new. So I, I've started to go back and I've started to try to clear every cup, you know, to do all of the engine classes as Diddy. I'll do the same as Funky because it just feels good, right? It feels good to have Diddy. And it's weird for me because I play, I, I go back to the original tracks for Mario Kart 8 and I'm trying, I'm, I don't remember them. I, I'm trying to rack my brain. I'm like, wait, what Mario Kart game was this from? Oh, wait, this is a Mario Kart 8 track because it feels like it's been so long. I, I Last night, I was driving around Electrodome with Diddy, and I was like, I really like this track. I forgot about this track. What what game did this track come from? Oh, wait, I'm playing the Star Cup. It's from Mario Kart 8. But it, it, it's a, it's a case where like having tour brain has actually kind of helped because every single track in the booster course pass is derived from Mario Kart tour track. But owing to when tour came out and the hardware it's on, it does not have any tracks original to Mario Kart eight in it. Yeah. So I have like, yeah, a lot of these Mario Kart eight original tracks aren't as deeply ingrained in my memory anymore. And I will revisit them. And then like, as you said, Electrodome, I get to replay it with Diddy or Funky or Pauline and remember how cool it is. Funky really feels like he belongs in Electrodome, right? Because you got the rave going on and it just feels like a place Funky Kong would be able to fit in naturally. Yeah, for the for the same reason, I kind of do the same thing as you where I try to pick a cart that like I feel like aesthetically pick, fits the character. Yeah. And among the limited selection in Mario Kart 8, which... Honestly, I still think that's kind of a weakness of it. I think the the selection could be a bit more robust. Um, but I've stuck Funky in the bad wagon <laughs> with the giant speakers and neon yeah, accoutrements. That's that's a good one for him. 
Uh, Luffy Don in the chat says, I see a lot of ditties online when I play Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. That's good. That's good to know. I like, I, I don't know, like, the popularity, like, the ratio of how many people are actually picking these new characters. Because whenever I see any of them trending on social media, it's Peachette that, of course, gets all the attention, be it positive or negative. So you don't really know how people are responding. Of course, people love Funky Kong. I think that is a universal thing where people, at the very least, appreciate how fun Funky Kong is as a character. Uh, but it's like, how many people are selecting them? And it, it it's cool to see when you're playing Mario Kart Tour, too. Like, you get a feel for how popular some of this stuff is. And you know, other racers around the world, if they have, like, a Donkey Kong icon, a little badge next to their profile. So it, it is always reaffirming to see other people outside of our immediate DK Vine staff and, and circle of friends and community members we interact with. It is always fun to see other people really get into it as well. And little moments like this allow that. So, yay. Yay us. <laughs> well, speaking <laughs> of funky, let, let's talk about funky. Because funky does get the, the short end of this conversation a little bit. This conversation a little bit. Because uh, the focus has always been on Diddy. Funky would have always just been a nice bonus, but we were always going to be more upset about the exclusion of Diddy in Mario Kart 8. And like I said, I felt like Birdo was a more conspicuous absence than Funky, even at the beginning of Mario Kart 8's whole cycle, because Funky was only in Mario Kart Wii, so that felt like more of a novelty. It didn't feel like setting an expectation that Funky would then be in every console Mario Kart game like Diddy going from Double Dash to Wii certainly put in our brains but Funky damn uh, he's terrific and he adds so much personality to the crowded Mario Kart 8 deluxe roster he really stands out in a crowded field and I honestly like I feel like this might be heresy, but I feel like I maybe grin more playing as Funky than I do Diddy uh, so far in this game. Just because, like you already said, Funky Kong's animations are just so absurd and so on point. And he breaks out the levitating surfboard from Tropical Freeze and he lounges on it. Mm, that's 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 beautiful. He does the Jesus Christ superstar pose, uh, which is just over the top and perfect for a character who only has one speed. He he only has one setting, and that's over the top. <laughs> and yeah, you know his his audio clips, just like Diddy's. I think they're reused from Mario Kart Wii, but it's it's still just. It it feels totally true for the character to be this, um, you know, of his time, Gen Xer, Thrill Seeker, X Games, Taco Bell, Doritos, Mountain Dew swilling, uh, surfer bro from the mid-1990s who uh, chases these thrills. And, of course, you're going to get him on a on a speedy little vehicle on a death-defying race course, and he's going to be having the time of his life. He's going to be having a good 
time of it. So I really, really, really love playing as Funky Kong. Like, all my focus was on Diddy, but now the Funky's in there, I'm just like, hell yeah. Hell yeah. I'll still play more as Diddy, because Diddy is where my heart lies. And the novelty of Funky being in a Mario Kart isn't the same as it was back in Mario Kart Wii. Like, we're used to it now. We're conditioned to it now with between that and Mario Kart Tour. But I think I will be playing as both of them a little bit more even-handed than I would have expected. Not not quite to the extent where, like, Diddy was the character I wanted in Smash all of the, those years. And then I finally got Diddy in Smash, but now that Super Smash Brothers Ultimate is out, I probably play as K. Rule 40% of the time. Donkey Kong is 30% of the time, Banjo-Kazooie about 20% of the time, and Diddy only about 10% of the time. Like, I, I really don't use Diddy much in Smash anymore, which feels like uh, this this huge scandal that I'm admitting to. But I, I think with Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, I'll mostly be bouncing between Diddy and Funky pretty equally. Yeah, this is a scenario where, like, the characters mostly being cosmetic works in their favor because I'm in the same boat with Diddy where I feel like I rarely use him in Smash Brothers anymore because I just don't have the best grasp of his mechanics. Right, right. Whereas Banjo and Kazooie, I intuit very strongly and I use them all the time. And for me, K. Roll just fits like a glove for however my play style is. Probably because I was weaned on Donkey Kong and K. Roll is also a heavy character, but he has all these agile recoveries and, and I'm just like, yeah, this feels right. Whereas Diddy, I don't know how to do the lightweight characters because I basically came up learning how to play as Donkey Kong in every game out of necessity. And then you start putting Diddy in there and I'm like, I'm lost. I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. He's too lightweight for me. So in this case, yeah, Diddy feels great. Funky feels great. I'll be using them both pretty equally. Just whatever strikes my fancy in the moments. Um, and you talked about the bad wagon. I think for me, like I, I've been putting Funky on the bikes just because I, I never used the bikes in Mario Kart. I've never used a bike in Mario Kart 8. And now that Funky's in there, it just feels apropos to put him on a bike. I've been using the Flame Rider, but I'll, I'll mix it up probably a little bit till I really get a, get a certain sense of what Funky wants. What does Funky Kong it may, want it makes me to sense. do? He's got like biker dude energy a little bit. A little bit, although I think he's more of a Kawasaki than a Harley Davidson. You know, he's more of a, he's more of a, like, I'm in it for the extreme thrill, less so than the culture. Like, he's not going to go to Sturgis, you know, but... <laughs> right. Funky with the plane glider? Oh my god, that's perfect. I... Yeah, I I had to do the same thing. Now, which, now I, I I say that, but had they put the surfboard glider from Tor in this, that's what I would have been using. But Funky with the plane glider works just as well, and um, you know I'll, I'll try out Funky in the planes as well because you know that's a natural fit as well. I, we we talk about Diddy looking good in the plane carts, the plane style carts because of Diddy Kong racing and Diddy Kong pilot, but you know Funky is the the airplane mechanic so it would work so have you tried out pauline yet uh yeah i uh i've tried out pauline about as much as i've tried out the other characters who were added to this except for peachette um <laughs> because well i i odyssey has kind of made me a big fan of pauline because it 
added to this missing piece to her character that I felt like she's needed ever since she's been reintroduced where Mario and Donkey Kong have gotten on with their lives since DK Arcade uh-huh. and done new and exciting things. And this finally gave her an arc. Um, and I've, I've kind of liked to see like this new identity they've given her as like a singer and kind of like this more grounded character than the other Mario series humans that are regulars now. But um, it, it's cool to see her here because of, so Diddy, Diddy was a, Diddy and Birdo were missing pieces in Mario Kart 8 from launch. I feel like Pauline gradually became a missing piece in Mario Kart 8 by virtue of Mario Kart 8 lasting so, so far beyond its initial release. <laughs> right. Because in the time between Mario Kart 8 first releasing and the end of the booster course pass, Pauline really cemented herself as a major part of the Mario cast. And especially like a major female character, which Mario's kind of gotten better about, but historically has been lacking in. Um, so it, and you kind of saw that with her being one of the first characters added in tour, it kind of made it very apparent, like, yeah, she should be a standard spinoff character from now on. And it's weird that she's not in Mario Kart 8, but you understand it because it's locked in time. So it's really neat to see like them kind of shore up, um, that little, um, that little gap in time that became apparent. Yeah. Um, I think they were kind of doing a similar thing with Peachette by incorporating something from uh, the deluxe version of New Super Mario Brothers U. But and Pauline's just cooler. Yeah. I, Peachette runs into that problem I have with a lot of the characters in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, where they're just variants of characters that are already in there, you know? And it's. I realize some people like that, and we made a big joke out of it with in Mario Kart Tour, but I, I feel like I would rather have a completely original character than just a different look for a character that's already in there. And, you know, I'm sure Peachette makes some people very happy, and I wouldn't want to rain on their parade any more than I'd want anybody to rain on my parade being happy about Diddy and Funky. But, I don't know. It would have been cool for Dixie to be in this uh, wave, what, just 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 to get all the like Donkey Kong elements in there, like oh, all four characters are related to Donkey Kong in some way. The Donkey Kong series. Yeah, it would have been really cool to have her. I would have loved to see it, but I also have to acknowledge. Oh yeah, this is a Mario Kart. This is a Mario Kart game. It should probably have at least one Mario character in this. Pack. Yeah, yeah, and that's why I can't get too upset about it. And I do know. Dixie Kong fans, like hardcore Dixie Kong fans, of which I include myself in. Like Dixie is my second favorite character, so I I definitely feel their chagrin when it when it comes to Dixie getting excluded because Dixie's always the one who gets excluded, right? Like, oh, we're talking about Super Smash Brothers Ultimate, yeah. You know, oh, Dixie would be a worthy addition to that game, but okay, rule means more for the franchise. So, so that that's a bigger victory. Banjo Kazooie means more to the shared universe. 
So it feels bad as a pan, as a fan of Dixie Kong to like I, I she's probably my she's in like neck and neck with Diddy for my favorite Donkey Kong character like constantly. Yeah. But she's always the one who is quickest for me to compromise whenever we get these like big ensemble casts. Right. Where I rationalize, well, it's okay that she's not here because, you know, we kind of got a lot already or, well, we got the people who are, who show up all the time or semi-regularly, but no, I would really like to see her. I just, I can accept that, I'll, I'll hope she's in Mario Kart 9. Yeah, like, for me, like, Dix- Dixie is right up there with Diddy. I say Diddy's my favorite, but it- it's almost imperceptible the amount of difference between them in my rankings like she she is she is a very very close number two and to not have her like you said we, we rationalize it like like with super smash brothers ultimate well it just means more for k rule and banjo kazooie because that that ticks off more impactful boxes for what it means for our fandom than dixie kong the the third biggest protagonist in the series of donkey kong but and we get the same thing with mario kart right well oh dixie would have been a cool addition of mario kart wii but funky he's the mechanic of the bunch he's the one potentially building all these carts for donkey kong and and diddy so it just makes sense to get him in there and that's that's a cooler pool and so dixie falls by the wayside again and so at some point we need to just go to go to bat for dixie and say no she needs to be in first I think Mario Kart 9 will be the time I go to bat for Dixie and every other character who's in this game because I do not want to have to do this song and dance again. Yeah, I'll I'll, um, I'll have more to say about that in just a bit, but yeah. (laughs) But for now, it's like my like lack of passion for being upset that Dixie's not here is also my expectations for the booster course pass were extremely tempered. Um like partly because we've been beaten down with all the other times it looked like we might get more characters but when they did announce more characters were coming the most i would allow myself to hope for was diddy and pauline like i didn't even have funky in the equation at all yeah that's the most i would allow myself to hope for and i only expected one of them yeah so that we got three at the same time was kind of a giant surprise that like i'm too happy to be upset and when peachette kind of drove across the screen i kind of just laughed to myself and thought like okay yeah you've you you earned this one yeah that seems about right yeah (laughs) it's it's like how i said back when we got banjo and kazooie it's like i would feel like a glutton if we got dixie as well like i i I, I know when to kind of pull up stakes, right? When, when to say like, okay, you know what? We're good. Let other series, let other fandoms have their moment in the sun. I don't want too much. I don't want to be the fire emblem of of Super Smash Brothers Ultimate or Mario Kart 8 Deluxe Wave 6 or whatever. Like, I, I don't want to be the one that everybody turns their ire towards and be like, how dare you get so many characters and um, it's a shame because Dixie always, always is the one who has to kind of take that back seat as a result. So even within the Donkey Kong series. Yeah. 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 So 
at some point we need to all agree to stop and just like make this pact that we need to fight for Dixie (laughs) in a current generation. So I think the (laughs) the next Nintendo console, be it the Switch 2 or the Switch U, Super Switch, uh, we we need to just say this will be Dixie Kong's console. We will go to war for Dixie on for every game she could plausibly appear, and um, just just give her give her about a like five year window, five to ten year window where we're just all about her to make good on all the times she had to make the sacrifice for another character. All right, Cameron. Um, beyond the characters, Donkey Kong fandom also got a returning track in Wave 6 of the Booster Course Pass. And it is a track that has been controversial uh, in the 20 years it's been around. It's been some people's favorite Donkey Kong track. It's had cosmetic issues that has kept some of us from embracing it. I'm, of course, talking about DK Mountain's as the game calls it, GCN, DK Mountain, the Donkey Kong home track from Double Dash. And I know this will be discussed on our upcoming Spotlight episode for Double Dash, but my biggest issue with DK Mountain has always been how tonally inconsistent and wrong it felt. Not not with Double Dash's presentation, it was just the same as many other tracks in Double Dash, but just the notion of a Donkey Kong jungle, it always felt atypical. It always felt completely off, completely wrong to how a Donkey Kong jungle is supposed to felt. It felt like a Mario jungle that they were giving to Donkey Kong, but I I have always just kind of loathed this track because of its appearance, even though it's kind of a fun track, it's just always looked wrong to me because of the big beady eyes on the volcano, the the volcano in the distance, the the trees, the clouds, even the sun had a stupid face on it. Yeah, it's it's very married to the rest of Double Dash's aesthetic rather than a Donkey Kong aesthetic, and yeah, it kind of does evoke the. Like I, it makes me think more of the the smile Darnia smile sequence from Who Framed Roger, Rab- Roger Rabbit than it does a Donkey Kong game. Yeah, and it, it's got that same sheen as everything else in Double Dash that of its era, kind of like weird, like er- everything is shiny, but everything's also like pastel. It's super saturated, and it it just bleh, um. So they brought this track back in Mario Kart Tour when they, when I think it was the the Animal Tour. Uh, th- this track came back and we got a kind of a first suggestion of how it would look in Mario Kart Eight Deluxe. They removed most of the eyes. Uh, the the volcano still kind of had a face. The two trees at the beginning still had um, a face, but it just wasn't as pronounced. And they, they've they kind of um, given it an extra coat of paint for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And what a fantastic glow up this track has gotten. This track now looks terrific in a way that is completely inoffensive to me. 
and I never thought I would say that about DK Mountain, but even the the places where they've retained faces, which is just on the big grumbly volcano and the not not grumble volcano, but the 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 angry looking volcano in this track and the the two trees at the beginning, but they made the faces look natural, like it just so happens that that they look like they have faces, but it it's just kind of like what's the thing where the human brain perceives faces and things, but they're not actually faces what what's that called? Uh, asking the wrong person, but I do know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, uh, I'm, I'm not a face scientist, Cameron, so I don't have these terms at the ready. But it kind of looks like that. Like, oh, I could see where people would see a face in that mountain. It's not actually a face, though. Oh, I could see how that those two trees at the starting line might look like their faces because the branches has been cut off and it kind of looks like they have a big nose. And But they're not really faces. Uh, I, I like that middle ground. That is a beautiful compromise between Double Dash's absurd cartoony style and what you want a Donkey Kong jungle to look like, which is more rooted in a cartoony realism, uh, m- more true to our world. And I know what people are saying. They're like, Heil, you hypocrite. You heil which is what Heil is when he's a hypocrite. You... You were fine with the haystacks with eyes in Diddy Kong Racing. You're fine with Trunker, the tree in Banjo-Kazooie. You're fine with googly eyes on carrots and bouncing around in ukulele. But you're not fine with DK Mountain and Double Dash? And and yeah, that's true. Because Diddy Kong Racing can be more cartoony. Because it's a Diddy Kong game. Um, Banjo-Kazooie, it's a spinoff of Diddy Kong Racing... It's not a Donkey Kong game. You can have a little bit more Lucy uh, cartoony elements. I didn't like Donkey Kong 64 when they brought in more of the Banjo-Kazooie cartoony style into that game. I felt like that wasn't true to what Donkey Kong's tone should be. And I, I wasn't happy when you call a track a Donkey Kong track, but it just looks like the rest of Double Dash. So, yeah, I'm happy with it now. And it's really weird to think, like... A track that I've had a problem with for 20 years, I now really kind of adore. And all it took was just a little... It's funny not having to, like, rationalize the visual aesthetic has also opened me up to more realizing, like, oh, yeah, the layout of DK Mountain is actually really, really fun and novel. It's so much fun, and it feels so perfect for a Donkey Kong track, right? It's just, yeah, have, have them barrel cannon up to a volcano as it's erupting it's not something you want to do i i don't know if you know much about volcanoes cameron but typically you don't want to shove yourself in a cannon up to the volcano as it's erupting you kind of want to get away from it because magma isn't good for the human body they they don't actually agree so it's perfect for a Donkey Kong track to, yeah, we're going to cannon up to that exploding volcano, and then we're going to drive down it. Uh, I love it. I love that nonsense. That is the 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 perfect concept for a Donkey Kong race course. And now I can say it feels like a Donkey Kong race course. It doesn't feel like it's wrong. It doesn't feel like a Mario track that's a jungle that they're going to call a Donkey Kong track because Donkey Kong's in this Mario racing game. So we'll talk more about DK Mountain as it 
originally existed on our spotlight episode for Double Dash. But this iteration, my God, beautiful, beautiful. I I was playing it on stream for the first time on the, the Tour de Kong, and I noticed the, the bird's nest up up on it. Because I, I was seeing this bird fly around, and it's the same bird that appears on other tracks in Mario Kart 8. Like, it's, it's a reused asset, but I saw a bird flying around and it created this very short-term moment of like, wait, is this, is this Squawks? Is this a bird we know? Could it be Perry the Parallel Bird? Of course it wasn't. It was just some hawk. But then coming back around, I noticed the bird's nest. They, it's just such a great detail. Uh, like, we're, we're going to have this bird fly around. You might notice it. And then if you pay extra attention, you'll see its nest is up on the volcano. And it's been rustled from the volcano erupting. And now it's flying around the track. And that's just the little attention to detail that always blows me away. That that If you want to get me on board with something, you're going to put those little details in there. Because it makes me believe that this is a real place. And that's the biggest issue I always had with DK Mountain. I never felt like it was real. I always felt like it was artificial. And now I'm buying into it. And now I see wildlife and the habitat, the home nest of that wildlife. I love it. I, I love it so much. What? So they also added DK barrels all around it, which um, are just a reused asset from DK Jungle from the 3DS DK Jungle. But it's a, it's a nice touch. It just makes it feel that much more like a Donkey Kong track and more lived in. That's all you need to do is just add little details like, hey, a DK barrel. We're going to put a DK barrel in there. Actually, they put lots of DK barrels in. And I, I mentioned on stream, you know, I feel like this is too many DK barrels. Like, are, are, are there supposed to be Kongs in here? Like, I, I, I did this whole sequence where I kept breaking them open, trying to get Kitty Kong out. But alas, Kitty Kong never showed. But yeah, it's just, yeah, it would be nice if they could like mix it up a little bit. But I understand they're just reusing assets. They're just pressing. I also appreciate the the touch of having a bit more visual fidelity in this track. So you can see that the trees littering the landscape are banana trees. Banana trees, yeah, yeah. Um, and, and they're just, they're just pressing control V on the DK barrels. It's, it's fine. Like the old me. No, you have it. Use it. Yeah. The, the old me would be. Also critical of the fact that the barrel cannon, which was called the Donkey Cannon in Double Dash, and then they changed it to DK Cannon, I think, in Mario Kart Wii, because Donkey Cannon sounds lewd, even though that's his name. He's Donkey, but don't call something a Donkey Cannon. That sounds like it's mm, some, something going on there that we can't discuss on this family-friendly podcast. But it would bug me the the old Hyle. It, it would it would bug. I mean, by old Hyle, I mean the young Hyle. It, it would bug him to have a barrel cannon that's made to look like a DK barrel because they added the DK logo to the side of the barrel cannon. And I'm just like, well, DK barrels aren't barrel cannons, Nintendo. Do you have you ever played a Donkey Kong game? But you know what? You know what? I understand it's just there for branding purposes, and I'm okay with it. It doesn't have to be. I mean, it, it, it's, it's a, it's a specially designed cannon, right? So they can add a DK emblem to it. It doesn't have to evoke a barrel cannon. So I'm fine with it, Cameron. I'm not going to complain. Not going to make that complaint here. You know what I will do, though? Uh, so 
because I'm so impressed with DK Mountain, somebody on social media asked me the other day, how would you rank all of the Donkey Kong tracks in the Mario Kart series? And I was like, that's a good challenge. So that's what I did. Um, I did not include the arcade tracks, like the Bananan Ruins or, or whatever it's called. Like, I, I didn't I didn't include them because let's be honest, I don't know them well enough to to make to make any great or grand assessment. I like the way they look, but I've only played the original Mario Kart arcade game once in my life. And I've only seen videos a few times. So until I can get that in the, the comfort of my own home, if I, I can finally buy one of those and play it, I can't really rank them. But I did rank the um, the console and handheld ones. So um, are you ready? Are you ready for me to read them out? Yeah, let's hear it. The reskinned Donut Plains tracks from Mario Kart Super Circuit. So the, the three Donut Plains tracks from the original Super Mario Kart were brought back into Super Circuit, as we discussed on our Spotlight episode for it, but they reused the backgrounds from Riverside Park. And so I I made the Fanon patch explanation that, oh, they recreated Donut Plains courses in Riverside Park. Number nine would be DK Summit from Mario Kart Wii. Um, the, the snowboard resort that originally only had uh, a barrel cannon to associate it with Donkey Kong, but it had a statue of a snowboarding Mario and um, had nothing to do with Donkey Kong. It just felt like they assigned this snow track to Donkey Kong because they, oops, forgot to give Donkey Kong a track. And they've since made that a little bit better as seen in both Mario Kart Tour and the Booster Course Pass because they replaced the snowboarding Mario with a snowboarding Donkey Kong. And so you can make the mental leap there that, okay, this is part of the ski resort that was seen in Donkey Konga 2, which presumably takes place in the Monkey Mountains from Donkey Kong Land. Okay, I'm okay with this now, but it has such tenuous connections to Donkey Kong. Number eight would be, for the same reason, DK Pass from Mario Kart DS. It's just it's just a snow snowy track in the mountains, and there's like a, a little like resort near the bottom of it. Doesn't have anything to do with Donkey Kong. We can say it's in the Monkey Mountains, and it's a fun little track, but again, it's it's just they, they assigned Donkey Kong a snow track. Number seven, GBA Riverside Park from Super Circuit. Like I said, People make this argument, is this really supposed to be a Donkey Kong track? Listen to the music. It's in the Booster Course Pass now. They they gave that its own glow up with a, a cave with a waterfall and everything. But I think if you listen to the music, if you look at the sky, not sky box, just the sky, I think it's it's supposed to be a Donkey Kong track. It's supposed to be a piece with DK's Jungle Parkway back in Mario Kart 64. Number six, this might be controversial because people will say this is not a Donkey Kong track. But I will argue it's a Donkey Kong track. New York Minute from Mario Kart Tour and as seen in the Booster Course Pass. Uh, New York Minute, I say it counts. And people are going to say, it's not New Donk City, Heil. It's not Big Ape City. It's literally Manhattan. I'm like, yeah, but guess what's opening on Broadway? 
Donkey Kong, the best musical. This whole track is kind of centered around the premiere of this big Donkey Kong musical. Maybe not premiere, but it's currently taking New York City by storm, right? Everybody's coming to New York to see Donkey Kong. Why? Because it's the best musical, Cameron. So <laughs> New York Minute, I, I just love how it feels like it's dedicated <laughs> to Donkey Kong, which of course has some historical ties to New York, depending upon Miyamoto's mood on that day. Because sometimes Miyamoto says Donkey Kong Arcade takes place in New York City. Sometimes he changes his mind, but I, I, I like that it's just a New York City track that's dedicated to Donkey Kong and you can drive through Central Park, you can, you know, Rockefeller Center. I I, I don't know. It, it's fun. Number five would be Dino Dino Jungle from Double Dash. I say this counts as a Donkey Kong track because the code of the game ascribes it to Diddy as Diddy's home track. And you can see DK Mountain in the background. So I think it's part of the same jungle as DK Mountain. So Dino Dino Jungle is my pick for number five, my real pick for number five. And it's a shame that it wasn't in the booster course pass, considering how prevalent it's been in Mario Kart Tour. Yeah, been in there pretty much since the beginning. I thought for sure this would be in there, but it's not. And that's fine, because if we had to pick one, I'm glad DK Mountain got in there. But yeah, this is this has been um, a pillar of Mario Kart Tour since near launch. And I, I like that there's the possibility that when they put Diddy in Double Dash, they were like, oh, Diddy Kong Racing. Remember all the dinosaurs and that? Let's make this Diddy Kong's track. And they never say yeah, that. I in... definitely I definitely view it as a stealth Diddy Kong Racing track. It, it's it's a little tip of the hat, even if it was never designed to be as such, because Diddy was a relatively late addition to Double Dash. But they, they made the connection, and we can make the connection. So, uh, sweet. My number four is... Lakeside Park, also from Mario Kart Super Circuit, just because of the the icon, of, of the course icon in that game of Donkey Kong set on fire and screaming. <laughs> but it's also just a fun track. It's the original volcano track, and I really like how the sky changes as the volcano erupts and flaming crags rain down on you. I, I, I like it. They added it to Mario Kart Tour. It was one of the last tracks that made it when there's still new content being added to the tour, but not part of the booster course pass. Hmm. Yeah, I, I get it because it's a little bit redundant with DK Mountain and Riverside Park, but the reinvention they gave it in tour was really cool. I was surprised to see it that they modified it that heavily and locked it to tour. Number three DK's Jungle Parkway from Mario Kart 64, the original. You know, I, I think it's it's iconic. I'm nostalgic for it. Um, it's, it's uh, of course, got its aggravations. Like, you can't drive off the track or else you'll get pelted in the head with fruit. But it's it, it's still got a lot of fun, iconic bits from it. And... You know, it's a shame it never came back for tour. It, it, I th it was in Mario Kart Wii, but they never brought it back since then. I would have loved to have seen them maybe like revive it for 
tour and then the booster course pass to see how they would have added more Donkey Kong elements to it, like they did with DK Summit or DK Mountain. Because that, that like, steamer, that riverboat steamer, like, make that more of a Donkey Kong ship, uh, Donkey Kong boat, and maybe add put some Kongs on there. They wouldn't put Kongs in there. It would still be Toads and Shy Guys and Yoshis, but, you know. Yeah, it's it's a course I still have a lot of fondness for, but it could definitely use a eight or tour style refresh to make populate it a bit more, make the layout more interesting. Um, maybe do do some decorative stuff with that cave in the end, so it isn't just kind of a hole, right? Which on the N sixty four, that was an impressive hole, let me tell you. But times have changed since then, and we need a little yeah. bit more going on. Yeah. <laughs> Like like Diddy and Birdo, they're filling a lot of holes. <laughs> and I never thought I would see the day where DK Mountain would be my second favorite Donkey Kong track. It was always near the bottom of the list because of the superficial, cosmetic irritations. But now, now it's 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 my number two. And if I'm honest, if I'm fully honest with myself, I think it's. It would be number one from sheer fun I have on it. I have a lot of fun with this track. I think it is maybe the best designed Donkey Kong track from a sheer thrill point of view. I I, I really like DK Mountain now, and it's all thanks to Tor, but especially Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. So since November 9th, 2023, I can say DK Mountain is my second favorite Donkey Kong track, but my first is still DK Jungle, the only Donkey Kong track, or the first Donkey Kong track to organically, from the ground up, include Donkey Kong elements, and it's a shame that it came about because Retro co-developed Mario Kart 7, and it, it, it was part of Mario Kart 7, and then only brought in here as one of the early Retro tracks in Mario Kart 8, because... There's still a little bit I wish they could have done with it, like the Hyrule track, like the Yoshi's Island track. Like, I would have loved to have seen them swap out the coins, the the traditional Mario coins with banana coins, or have different musical cues when you're just starting the race at the the start line. Uh, But otherwise, it's got all these little elements from Donkey Kong Country Returns. So it's really cool to see that a true Donkey Kong themed course for once outside of the arcade games. And like I said, if I'm honest, DK Mountain's more fun, but DK Jungle ticks all the boxes for series representation that I love. Yeah, it's it's really hard not to go to bat for the course that is from from its outset was trying to look like a Donkey Kong Country game rather than a Donkey Kong course in Mario Kart. Yeah. Just just things like the screaming pillars outside of the Golden Temple and uh, Tiki Goons, having Tiki Goons. I know like people are divided on the Tiki Tac tribe and they a lot of people still haven't warmed up to them, but I I'm happy that the Tiki Goons are in there, you know. I I'm not a This partisan. is the kind of thing they're good for, I th- I feel. Right, I'm, just I'm, this, just this remnant, uh, like 
little baddie faction that you can plop in where like a Kremlin doesn't really fit. Exactly. Like I'm fine if the Tiki Tiki's are acknowledged every now and then. And I like that you said remnant. That's a good way of putting it. Like they're just Tiki goons that are left over from that incursion. And what are, what do they like, do now? Their leader's dead. They're, there's not going to be more Tiki's for the foreseeable future. They're just kind of, well, I guess we sidle left and right for the rest of our lives. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I'm I'm not a partisan when it comes to like Donkey Kong. Like obviously, I've always loved the Kremlins as a enemy antagonist faction first and foremost above anybody else, but yeah, reference the Tiki Tag tribe, reference the Snowmads, referenced Dread uh what was Dread Kong and uh Cactus King, Ghastly King. Um Bring, bring them in, but bring them all in. I want the whole yeah. series to get some love, you know, and it's great that we got something in Mario Kart, even, even though we would all really like, you know, hey, a love letter to the rare era or, you know, something like that. Let's be realistic and let's set our expectations and let's just be happy with what we get. And I, I am happy with DK Jungle and I can now finally drive around on it as Diddy and as Funky. Or Pauline, even, if the mood suits me. Hasn't yet. It feels so right to race on this as Diddy, like, more than it did as Donkey Kong, I think. And the I made this point on my stream, but you can you can race around on it as Funky, and Funky wasn't in Donkey Kong Country Returns. So to have Funky, like, run into a Tiki Goon or a Frog Goon, um, it, it just feels kind of cool. Like, oh, hey, this is the first time Funky's ever 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 encountered one of these at least as depicted in a game so awesome um freezer in the live stream says um i love how you think of bs explanations for everything i don't know what that could be in relation to but i'm assuming it could be quite a bit uh <laughs> she also says what about piranha plant cove that's Mob DK. That's not Mob DK. Uh, what was Mob DK, Cameron? What what track was that? Piranha Plant Pipeline. Piranha Plant Pipeline, which is notably um, the only tour uh, track originally created for tour that uh, did not become part of the booster course pass. That's so weird. Yeah, all all that drama, all that drama in our community around that damn track, and didn't even make it into the booster course pass. Yeah, I wonder if it was because it hit Mario Kart Tour so late. I wonder if it was just a matter of timing. I I think that might be the case. And they had to make the cutoff. They obviously, like, they could have done a Wave 7. They they could have done a Wave 8, but they, I guess, only budgeted, only allotted for so much. A track I was surprised didn't make the cut was a GBA Peach Circuit from Tour because they reinvented it so heavily. Yeah. To add, like, vertical depth. Kind of similar to what they did with the GBA Bowser's Castle track, which is great in Mario Kart 8. Yeah, I, I really like what they did with a lot of those tracks in, in Tour, and it's it's a shame that they weren't carried over. But I guess, you know, there's always the possibility there could be a future Mario Kart game that could utilize all of this stuff. Um, only time will tell. But with with this final wave, they did add 
like the bulk of the me racing suits from Mario Kart Tour. And there's also now a music mode, which seems long overdue. Like, really? It took you this long to put a music mode in? Like, that's something. Oh, smash- sorry. That's a. Uh, sorry. That's a SNES Bowser Castle, apparently. Ah. In, uh, in Mario. I, get, I got them confused. Hmm. That, it happens. It happens to, to all of us when we've got so much of this useless information prattling about in our head. <laughs> I definitely wish they would have added even more things from Tor. Like, like they, they put in all those me racing suits. And I was like, oh, that's cool. Uh, yeah, sure. Get them all in there. That makes sense. But, you know, we, we, we already litigated Dixie. I don't feel like we need to go back to that. But all of those fantastic carts and gliders from Mario Kart Tour... They could have pr- brought in more of that stuff, I feel like. Like... It's it's a big glaring omission, especially when you look at what you have to choose from in Mario Kart 8. It seems so small and insignificant. Yeah, the, the roster has gotten so expansive that the vehicle selection kind of pales in comparison now. Especially when you compare it to Tor. Like with Tor, you you can marry any character to a vehicle and and make it feel unique and just like, oh, look what I did. I put Luigi with a big sausage with the hot dog cart. Obviously, they're designed to be, you know, a piece. But it it is a shame that we don't have that freedom of customization in this game, especially this game that doesn't penalize you for putting any character in any yeah, cart combo. Yeah, it's again, it's a feature I really hope they... An inclusion I really hope is earmarked for Mario Kart 9 because it... It does feel a little bit weird, like, hey, I can play as Pauline, but the, the taxi car she was introduced alongside in Tour isn't in the game, yeah. so I have to find something else for her. Yeah. And it's like, Diddy, naturally I want to put him in some variation of the barrel train, but no barrel train to be seen. Yeah. Yeah, no, no barrel aesthetics in the cart selection for 8 at all. Yeah, meanwhile, we've got, like, these Zelda carts and gliders, and I'm like, great. Great for that one character that works for. All right, we got some calls, Cameron. We we, we got uh, the first caller called in twice because they hit the three-minute mark. So we're going to play those back-to-back, and we're going to respond to them. And then we're going to play the third caller, do the same. And then we're going to wrap this up, and, and I guess wrap up Mario Kart 8 discussion for now uh, with, with, our, with our final thoughts on this like last minute, like as the curtain closes, our characters finally get into this game. This this feeling of relief that we're both experiencing, and a lot of the fandom is experiencing right now, and bizarre contentment. I'm not used to being contented about Mario Kart Eight. I don't know how I'm going to process this going forward, not having things to gripe about. Um, but let's go ahead and play our first caller. Hey guys, this is Traveler of the Stars here. It must be my birthday. Well, Christmas came early because I'm calling in Kyle Russell and B. Cameron Regal. I mean, what could be better? And talk about Mario Kart, which, you know, Kyle, I got a, I got a little bit of a bone to pick with you. Um about Mario Kart. Not only 
have you not been making oodles of Luigi with the big sausage content already? But also, you know, you've been throwing some shade at Mario Kart. Now, I understand that, you know, Mario Kart's been pretty much the sole temple kart racer for a while, and it doesn't exactly, you know, change the most amount of stuff, uh, you know, compared to other games and series. But, you know, I just, I, I adore Mario Kart. And, you know, not every track is perfect, and, you know, when Mario Kart 8 came out, you know, I've been playing this game since launch, like, 2014 on the Wii U. And, yeah, I mean, I'm a big Mario fan, uh, but the the roster was... <laughs> It was it was not good, um, and I'm glad they finally rectified it with the booster course pass. But you know, when you you know bring up how you know Mario Kart hasn't innovated as much, and you know steals ideas from other series, I think you're selling it and the developers really short, frankly. And I know you know you guys are a rare centric um, you know organization site, so, so so I get it. I really do. You know, compared to something like you know, Diddy Kong Racing, you know, oh, there's not as much, you know, there's not story mode, it's not really lore, but, I mean, putting that stuff aside, I mean, the original Mario Kart 8, and not even more deluxe, is of obscene quantity and quality. Um, I think, you know, for Mario Kart, there's not a forefront figure like Sakurai that we that has, like, a face, we can attach face to the series, but, you know, just the music, I mean, have you listened to the music of this game? How I really listened to it? It's amazing. And even though the booster course pass visually has been sort of inconsistent, I mean, the base Mario Kart, you know, looks great. And, you know, a decent amount of booster course pass still does too. I just think this game is incredible. I love Mario Kart. Everyone knows Mario Kart. And everyone, you know, even like your grandma or your little cousin, you know, can play Mario Kart. And I think there's something to be said for that. Um... It would be great if they, you know, innovated a little more. Um, but I think they've already, you know, they've really already crafted something really special with Mario Kart 8. And I'm looking forward to what comes next. I guess my question would be, you know, what do you want out of Mario Kart next? Aside from, I don't know, same innovation or a story mode, I guess. I don't know if you have anything they can come up with. Um, also, Heil and Cameron, what's your favorite not? This is trying to start. I was basically done. Last thing I want to say is in terms of innovation, I think they should bring back and maybe refine the double dash mechanics. Now, I know how you have your grievances with double dash and how, you know, some double items like the giant banana were, like, objectively worse than, like, you know, other items in the game. And as, you know, I know fans really like those special items, but I do actually more so side with, like, your grievances with it. So, actually, I don't know if we even need those, like, special specific items anymore. But I do think for, like, you know, the Switch successor, which may be, like, a Switch 2 or something like that, you know, the Joy-Cons, playing with people, that's, like, a big focus, right? So I feel like, you know, more characters in one cart, you know, that would, like, yield um, multiplayer more. I don't know. And, you know, to be fair, Kyle, for as much as you have grievances with the Mario Kart series and Double Dash, Double Dash did innovate by doing that. You got you to gotta give it credit there. So anyway, that's just my idea. See you. Well, thank you for the calls, Traveler of the Stars. And first of all, I'm sorry I haven't done more of Luigi with the Big Sausage. I'm still settling into my routine, full-time Donkey Kong journalist. And, you know, I'm getting a lot of stuff off the ground behind the scenes. Not everything can be forward-facing at the moment. So, for as far as you know, 
I could be working on a new four-hour video essay on Luigi with the Big Sausage. Just going to take some time for you to see it. I, I don't know. Just, just, just uh, have patience. We waited nine and a half years to get Diddy Kong in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. Surely you can wait a little bit longer for the Luigi with the Big Sausage content. That's all I have to say about that. Um, and yeah, I'm sorry if I'm too hard on Mario Kart. Obviously, I like Mario Kart, or I wouldn't be sitting here talking about what a relief it is to be getting Diddy Kong in Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. I think for me, and Cameron, I know you, and I know Dustin, you, we, we, we've talked about this, and Jeff, um... The, the biggest problem with Mario Kart is it's the standard bearer for the whole genre of the, the mascot racer, kart racer, cartoony, item-centric racer. And it feels like all of the derivatives of that, starting with Diddy Kong Racing in 1997, but then going forward with Sonic and Sega All-Stars Racing, with Crash Team Racing, etc., they all get bolder than Mario Kart ever allows itself to do. and Because they have to stand apart from it. They have to stand apart from it. Or they just get lumped in as just another kart racer. So I get a little bit irritated as a... As someone who had Diddy Kong Racing so early, relatively speaking, in his fandom, and Diddy Kong Racing came out the same year as Mario Kart 64 did in North America. And so for me, like, it was... Oh my god, I've like Mario Kart has already been outclassed. I loved Mario Kart 64 for the like what was it nine months I had between it and Diddy Kong Racing. But then once Diddy Kong Racing hit, it just blew me away because it did all the things I would do if I could make a racing game, including adding a story and giving like taking the idea of uh, like a fighting game motivation to all the characters. Like everybody's fighting for their own thing in Diddy Kong Racing. Like Pipsy's trying to get her home back and, and Timber doesn't want to get grounded or, or something. That That's kind of stupid, but you know what I mean? Like at a base level, it had some interesting ideas. And I, I think I would be easier on Mario Kart if I didn't have that early, like, that that early gift from Rare of, oh, and here's how you would do a Mario Kart game, and we did it for you, and it's nine months into your Mario Kart fandom, and it's like, oops, oops, you salted the earth for me. I It's really hard for me now to go back to Mario Kart when I had the, the game. And then to get promised with something like Donkey Kong Racing, which is just this mind-reeling glimpse of what could be and then having that pulled away from me and then just getting Mario Kart games for the next 20 plus years. I I, I realize like I, I am kind of taking it out on a series that otherwise is universally beloved and is enough for most of the population. And I I have fun with it. I do. But I also kind of wish it would be bolder but maybe if it did try new things then there wouldn't be room for innovation for games like crash team racing so maybe it's a good thing it doesn't i don't know yeah the the way i would say my feelings on mario kart is i i do love mario kart it is one of my favorite series and it's because i like it that 
I have high expectations that I wish it would push itself a little bit harder. Mm -hmm. Um, Especially because, as you said, occasionally a game will crop up in the same mascot racing genre that does do something bold or different to set itself apart from Mario Kart. And I'll look at it and just kind of glance over at Mario Kart and say, why can't you be more like them? (laughs) Um, uh, And uh, as we've said, it's kind of a, it has kind of created this ripple effect for mascot racers through, throughout the industry where it's such to the point where my favorite um, kart racing game um, post Sonic and uh, Sonic and All-Stars Racing Transformed was Crash Team Racing Nitro Fueled, which I constantly make have made on favorable comparisons um, to, I mean, I've made, I've like boosted in ways that kind of tear Mario Kart 8 down a little bit. Um, like talking about the way it handles character balance, the way it has an adventure mode, the way it has an expansive cast all with um, like a bunch of unique costume options. And it had ongoing seasonal content. And that is all centered around a game that is a remake of a title that came out just a few years (laughs) off of Mario Kart 64 and was specifically ripping off Diddy Kong Racing. Yeah. And in the live stream, Freezer says Nitro Fueled is my all-time favorite racer. Sorry, Heil. You don't have to apologize. Diddy Kong Racing is like 26 years old. I would expect it to be outclassed by this point. Um, I'm just irritated that Diddy Kong Racing couldn't get there first. Like we had that franchise clipped at its wings. And, you know, it it, it frustrates me as somebody who like had high hopes one of my all-time favorite games is Diddy Kong Racing, and I got it, and we never got a follow-up. They tried. They tried several times, and it just never happened. And meanwhile, Mario Kart is this juggernaut. It's it's untouchable, and everybody holds it up as the gold standard, but I, I do wish it would push itself forward. Now, that's not to say there isn't room for it, because I do feel like if Mario Kart did do more if it got more complex then it might turn off people because one of the reasons mario kart is the standard bearer is that it's so easily accessible it's so easy to pick up and play it's intuitive you don't need to get bogged down in finer details where diddy kong racing it's a it's a really great idea but it's a lot more niche you know uh, a racing adventure that mixes platforming aspects with Mario Kart style RC Pro-Am style gameplay. Um, but yeah, I, you know, I, I, I will, I, I will try to temper my criticisms with Mario Kart by also lauding it where it does deserve praise. And like I said, Mario Kart 8 at the very least, I think is the best Mario Kart. Do I get a little bit irritated that everybody thinks it's so innovative that, as Freezer mentions, like, oh, anti-gravity when they just stole that from Crash. But it's it's fine. It's, it is it is what it is, right? Like, Mario will always overshadow everything else, be it in platforming or kart racing. And 
just have to deal with it. And at the very least, we get we get some of our favorite characters in Mario Kart. So I I can't be too salty <laughs> when it comes to it. Um, Ray Day Pinball in the chat. Hello, Ray Day. Says that Crash Team Racing Refueled original mode was so absolutely brutal. It was like every race was the whiz pig race. Youch. I can't imagine. Yeah, it's got a pretty high difficulty curve. Um, I guess to answer the question, like, what would we want to see from the next Mario Kart? I mean, primarily more, like, as we've discussed, like, I want a robust selection of characters and carts and cart accessories. I think Traveler hit upon it, upon what I would want. I would want a double dash mode. I would want the option of uh, co-op because I feel like that was a really great feature of Double Dash. It is where the Mario Kart series tried to broaden its horizons and do something different. And it's a shame that they've never gone back to it. Yeah, it was, it's always something that even if I have issues with Double Dash, it's always something, a specific piece of it I have fun revisiting because they only tried it once. Um, I, I guess a few... Like more, like without getting into too specific things, um, I'd love for them to adapt the um, divorcing of cart stats from aesthetics that uh, Crash Team Racing uh, leaned into um, partway through its life. Just because yeah. I do tend to, as we've discussed, go with cart parts that I think look aesthetically pleasing and fit the characters over what statistically would help me win a race. And I like the uh, the ability to tweak that. And I'm a Donkey Kong partisan. So my <laughs> with Double Dash, of course, my brain, my brain is locked in. I can't play as anybody else but Donkey Kong and Diddy Kong paired together. And then, of course, it has to be the DK Jumbo which might be the worst combination of factors you could possibly race as a double dash. But I had to do it because I'm broken. <laughs> I'm broken, Cameron. I made a social media post last night, the night before we recorded this. And I said, uh, I said, and I quote, in nine and a half years, this is, I, I posted a picture of the Mario Kart 8 Deluxe character select screen as it currently stands i said in nine and a half years i've only ever selected three of these characters and two of them for the first time yesterday that is true i have only up until november 9th only played donkey kong in mario kart 8 and mario kart 8 deluxe i couldn't bring myself to use anybody else and so yeah, I don't want to be punished for that. I I don't want you to say, oh, you you want to have Donkey and Diddy together as a team? Well, they 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 fucking suck as a duo in Double Dash. Uh, you should really be doing Diddy Kong and Paratrooper or something. No, no, I'm not going to do that. And so I had a miserable old time, which you'll hear about on the Spotlight episode. But. <laughs> Yeah, re- remove that. Remove that. Like, you, you can have, like, pluses and minuses, but don't make it vehicle-based. Don't make it, like, lightweight characters are inherently superior. Like, find a way to balance it better. 
Um, Freezer says, no paratroopa slander here. Two mains of him are in chat. It's not me slandering. I'm saying I'm the problem, all right? I'm not saying that there's anything wrong with selecting paratroopa. I'm saying I can't because I'm a DKU zealot, okay? Okay? So, yeah, like, it, I, I would probably be able to pair Diddy with, like, Kazooie if she was in the game, uh, but I can't do it with paratroopa because paratroopa is not part of my camp. It's not, not not part of my territory. So, yeah, I, I'm the problem, not you. All right, sh let's play our second caller, or our third call, and then we're, we're going to wrap this up for now um, before the Mario Kart 9 speculation starts. <sighs> hey, Deacon, what's up? This is Porygon Q. And I really wanted to call in today just to talk about how important Funky Kong is and, like, how much his inclusion to Mario Kart 8 Deluxe means, not just, like, to me, but also to, you know, my generation more broadly. Because one thing I think a lot of people who aren't Gen Z might not realize is just how much of a cultural touchstone Mario Kart Wii really was. Um, personally, I've always been more of a Mario Kart 7 guy, but Mario Kart Wii was, like, one of the first games I owned. Um, and it was, like, the most popular game when I was a kid. It was, like, Mario Kart Wii, it was, like, Black Ops 2, and it was, like, Wii Sports Resort. And, like, those were the games that everybody was playing. And when it comes to Mario Kart Wii, it wasn't just people loving Mario Kart Wii. It was all about Funky. Like, that was the character everybody played. He was by far the favorite. So much so, like, back in elementary school, whenever, like, a teacher would bring in you know, a Wii and Mario Kart to reward us for, you know, doing well or doing, like, a field day or something, everybody would fight over who got to play Mario Kart Wii or whoever got to play Funky Kong in Mario Kart Wii. You know, so much to the point that we eventually figured out, I forget if it was, like, a glitch or someone modded the Wii to let multiple people play as the same character. And as soon as that was figured out, like, he was just nothing but 12 Funky Kongs the entire time. Just everybody, like, he was the guy. You know, and this, that game and this character still matter so much to Gen Z and, like, my particular era of Gen Z so much. Like, I'm in college right now, and just walking around the campus, you know, you very rarely hear people, you know, talk about Mario Kart, talk about the Switch, talk about gaming, that sort of stuff. But, like, the past week, everybody has been talking about Funky. They're like, oh, hey, did you hear they're bringing Funky Kong back? Holy crap, I saw on Twitter they're bringing Funky Kong back to Mario Kart. It's just like, like, the other day I was at Target, I saw someone, like, a peer of mine, buying a Switch just so they could get Mark, just so they could get Funky and Mario Kart back. Like, they were so hungry to kind of, like, relive the, you know, Mario Kart Wii childhood. And, you know, that sort of stuff. And that's not even bringing up Mario Kart Wii's competitive scene. Like, it's the melee of Mario Kart. And Funky Kong's the best character. He's leading the charge. Yeah. And Mario Kart Wii is such a definitive Gen Z game, and so much of that is because of Funky. So having a back is really important. Well, thank you for the call and the perspective, Porygon Q. Um, it's always great to hear from somebody slightly younger um, than than I am, than than we are, I guess. Um, because yeah, yeah. I, I I appreciate that that context. Like for me, I can't disassociate myself with my own life experiences um growing up with donkey kong country and mario kart and and, and the 
chain of events. And for me, Mario Kart Wii was that Mario Kart that came out when I was a young adult and no longer playing couch co-op and no longer like really playing multiplayer games with friends at all. And, you know, the Wii is not something I got till I was, um, like later in his life. And so it was like, my grandparents had a Wii before I did because they were bowling with it. But, um, yeah, I, I completely really missed the Zenith of, of Funky Kong in Mario Kart adulation, but I do know enough to say, yeah, you're, you're absolutely right. Like, we, we talk about Smash Brothers being the kingmaker for characters and sort of elevating characters from otherwise niche fandoms into household names. And we've seen that arguably with Diddy to an extent, but more recently, of course, King K. Rool, uh definitely, he, he's, he's known now. He, he's a known entity outside of Donkey Kong fandom because of Smash. And that's why whenever anybody like rings their hands and worries about K. Rule, oh, they're not they're not going to reference K. Rule in Super Nintendo World in in the Donkey Kong theme park. And it's just like, yeah, he's in Smash. You never have to worry. He's not going anywhere. But Mario Kart Wii did the same for Funky. Absolutely, one hundred percent. We would have not had gotten a sketch about Funky Kong on Saturday Night Live's Weekend Update this year, had Funky never been in Mario Kart Wii. That made him this figure that was known outside of weirdos like us who obsess over Donkey Kong Country and Rare. And the history loves a big, ostentatious goofball. And, and I think because Funky was so atypical to the Mario cast, he was so outside of the box of how Mario characters are designed and the philosophy behind them. And this isn't me being, you know, a Donkey Kong fan besmirching Mario. I'm just saying, like, as a matter of fact, like, there aren't any Mario characters in Mario Kart or that are mainstream that are like Funky. You have to go to, like, the the RPG games, like Paper Mario, to really even come close to, like, weirdos like Funky. And, of course, there, there are a dime a dozen in Rare games, but... To then have that ability to take that character and and put him on this platform, give him this spotlight, and make him a known entity. And people who may have never picked up Donkey Kong Country or any of the sequels were introduced to him, and they're like Funky Kong, and and it everything you need to know is communicated through his name. Oh, he's he's like Donkey Kong, <laughs> but he's funky, and you're just like I'm sold. This is the best thing I've ever seen. And yeah, it's all thanks to that inclusion in Mario Kart Wii. And so I completely believe you when you say that <laughs> people on college campuses have been saying, hey, Funky Kong's back. Let's get back into Mario Kart. Because yeah, he, he, it would have been a, a cultural touchstone of an era. And it's something we don't appreciate enough here at DK Vine, if I'm honest. Like, his role in Mario Kart Wii is why people love Funky, is why there's a new Funky mode in Tropical Freeze for the Switch. It's it's why, like, he is one of the pillars of the Donkey Kong series now. It, it It's because somebody had the foresight to include him in Mario Kart Wii, and thank God they did. All right, Cameron. We can finally stop talking about Mario Kart 8 now. 
How does that feel? But I just got started talking about Mario Kart 8 with, in a way that didn't involve me complaining. <laughs> All right. How about this? We, we, we can finally just start talking about it casually and without any irritations. I guess I can finally say without <laughs> any caveats, multiple paragraph um, endnotes, any asterisk, that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is now my favorite Mario Kart game of all time. Like, it, the monkey is off my back by putting the monkey in my cart. And <laughs> there are still issues I have with it. Like, we, we've addressed them on this episode. Vehicle selection is sparse. Where's my DK Jumbo? Where's my barrel train? Where's the Rambi Rider? Put the, the Banana Master from Mario Kart Tour. I love that cart. Put it in there. Um, <laughs> Dixie would have been nice. Small things, like uh, when I was playing my stream the other day, uh, Gibbon, she joined the chat and she kept bringing up that she hates that there's no podium sequence when you win a cup in Mario Kart 8. Yeah. On my replay, like to try these characters out, that bothered me. Yeah, because I want that big victorious feeling of Diddy or Funky up there at the top of the podium, breaking open the champagne, hosing down Tanuki Mario and uh, Pink Gold Peach. You know, like, I I want that feeling of, yeah, I did it, and I did it for this character. You you, you get that. It, it just feels like a, like, development was crunched. Uh, we didn't have time to do it, and we never did it for Mario Kart 8 Deluxe. And it just feels like this huge omission, because that was my yeah. one of my favorite aspects of past Mario Kart, seeing what the podium sequence was. But... Like we said, that's just, they're, they're all minor things. They're, it's splitting hairs at this point because from top to bottom, Mario Kart 8 has always been a game that I've recognized and considered the best Mario Kart game, but one that I've always been emotionally cold towards because they stripped my favorite character from the game. And now I have a sentimental attachment and now my brain and my heart can reconcile and say, hey, you have no reason to kind of keep this game at arm's length anymore. Come on, bring it in for a hug. And that feels good. That that feels like all of the strife of the Wii U era. And there was a surprising amount of strife from the Wii U era from should have been Metroid to the drama, the smash ballot. The Switch, one by one, has, like, rectified all of that. It, it brought back Tropical Freeze to critical claim and sales that it never had before. It brought in K. Rule and Banjo-Kazooie into Smash. And now it's added Diddy and Funky and more to Mario Kart 8. So... I'm just like, wow, all those demons from a decade ago have been slain. And wasn't it silly that we were ever upset about it to begin with? But, you know, isn't it remarkable that Nintendo made good on all of that? Like, when does this ever happen? That we, everything we complained about for a console's lifespan has been nullified, Has has been answered has has been made good like wow it never happens to 
put it into historical perspective, the length of time that it took, though, for and this is this is going to matter more for me making this comparison than it is the likes of Porygon Q or the other Gen Zers. But imagine if Mario Kart sixty four had been the preeminent console Mario Kart game for an entire decade. So imagine if they somehow could update it as time went on with new drivers and courses. This would be the equivalent of Diddy Kong being added to Mario Kart 64, you know, aside from the bus that's supposedly officially a Yukiki, but we're, we all know is secretly Diddy because come on, it looks just like Diddy and not a Yukiki. Imagine if they put Diddy in Mario Kart 64 in August of 2006. That's the length of time it took to put Diddy in Mario Kart 8. And I, I that that's ridiculous. But it just shows how times have changed and how a piece of software can be much more evergreen than it used to be back when we were uh back when we were coming up, back when we were bouncing on our mama's knee, as 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 I say, because I'm old. Yeah, that's that's a long that's long enough for people to be fundamentally different people than they were when Mario Kart eight came out. I I am was certainly young enough in ninety seven. Yeah. I'm a vastly different person than I was back when Mario like I I was upset. I complained about it on the internet quite a bit. I don't even think we did a first impressions episode for Mario Kart 8 when it came out because I just we just didn't care. That's like I would never do that now. <laughs> I'm a different person. And Cameron, I I know everyone wants to debate and discuss and speculate about Mario Kart 9 or whatever it's going to be called, now that Mario Kart 8 Deluxe is supposedly complete and, and the, the content valve has been closed tight. Everybody wants to talk about it. What, what's, what's the next Mario Kart game going to be? What's it going to look like? What, what features is it going to have? We talked a little bit about it with Traveler of the Stars. What, what's Mario Kart going to play like on the Switch 2? What features will it have? What characters will be in it? And I just have to say, I, no, I, I don't want to do this again. Like, I, I was kind of at this point <laughs> after Super Smash Brothers 4, I did an episode with Mitchell Wolf about, hey, Super Smash Brothers 4 broke me. The, the whole speculation hype cycle broke me. I don't want to do it again. And of course, Egg was on my face because that turned out nothing but good for us to have another smash cycle, but I don't want to be spending my forties whinging over whether or not a cartoon monkey makes the cut in a Mario racing game. I'm not going to be doing that again, Nintendo. Like I wasted my thirties on this. I'm not going to be doing it again. This, this is, I'm going to be spending my 40s whinging over whether or not Diddy Kong Racing ever gets added to Nintendo Switch Online. That's how I'm going to be spending my 40s. It's called being an adult. This has been a File 2 production. Hey, Rico.